Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Hello and welcome to History for Weirdos. We're your hosts, Andrew and Stephanie. And each week, we're going to take you on a journey into the strange, obscure, and relentlessly entertaining corners of human history. Now listen up, friends, because it's about to get weird. What's going on, weirdos? It's Andrew. And Stephanie. And welcome to the History for Weirdos podcast, episode number 14. Yay! Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Hopefully you're staying safe during quarantine. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you guys haven't lost your minds as much as we have. Mm -hmm. Um, Agreed. Yes, I just went on like an hour-long walk with Stephanie. Yeah. And that was probably like easily the highlight of our day. Oh, yeah. And it's Easter. And it's Easter. Yeah, so happy saw, Easter as well. To we those. saw lots of really um, cute doggies. We did. Okay, that was awesome. Yeah, there were some pretty flowers. And then, as we mentioned, it's Easter, and someone, it looks like, went around the neighborhood and left little Easter eggs. Yes. Like, everywhere. It was really cute. We didn't grab them because they could definitely be poisoned inside, <laughs> but it was fun to spot, like, point them out to each other. There were, like, literal Easter eggs. Yeah. Literal Easter eggs, exactly. Yes, Easter eggs within Easter eggs within society. Yeah, so we hope, you know, like Andrew said, that you're staying safe, doing well, that your loved ones are safe during this crazy time, and hopefully today's episode gives you a little break from all the corona madness. The corona madness, I actually really like that. (laughs) Can we start, like, can we trademark that? Yeah, definitely, get on it. Stella? Stella, come on. on, get on it. She's looking at us like, whoa. Oh, she just winked at me. Okay. So oh, I think so that's a She's yes. on it. Okay, guys. You heard it here first. <laughs> All right. So, okay, Stephanie. Yes. I don't have a story prepared today, so I'm assuming it's on you. <laughs> yes. Today it is my turn okay. to enchant you Ooh. with a tale from the past. Oh, oh, quite. And I'm just going to jump right in. Okay. I love it when you do that. There's twists and turns, and it's... It's weird, and I like it. Is it like a ride at Disneyland? Yes. I would say that's pretty accurate. Or even California Adventure, dare I say? Yes. I'm not sure what the difference would be. I think California Adventure generally has, like, bigger bigger rides. Like, scarier rides? Yeah. Then no. You know I don't like scary rides. This is more of, like, a a Peter (laughs) Pan. Like a Peter? I was going to say Peter Pan! (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Pirates of the Caribbean? Maybe. Or oh. er, er, I would say, isn't there like um like a Davy Crockett ride, like Davy Crockett something something in like Crittervale in Disneyland? Yeah, there probably is. I just don't know top of my head. I'm, I know in my heart and soul there's a Davy Crockett ride at Disneyland. I've okay. never been on it, but this is like the Davy Crockett ride at <laughs> Disneyland. You probably have. It's just been like literally a decade or something. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's do it. So, unfortunately, I do start this episode off on a sad note because on September 6, 1901, an anarchist shot President McKinley and he died a few days later. I did know that, yes. Mm -hmm. Quite. His vice president, Theodore Roosevelt, came back from a camping trip and took the office as president of the United States. I love Teddy. Mm hmm, exactly. So, this episode has a lot to do with him. 
Um, so Roosevelt was the youngest person ever to hold office at oh. that time. I don't know if that's still true. I don't think it's true, but anymore. But yeah, that's but at really that cool. time. Mm-hmm. And he actually had a lot of experience and accomplishments prior to becoming vice president. He was in the New York State Assembly. He was the commissioner of the New York Police Force. I had no idea. Wow. And he was assistant secretary of the Navy. Oh, jeez. A leader of the Rough Riders in the Spanish-American War. Oh, yeah, the Mm -hmm. charge up San Juan Hill. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he was governor of New York. Oh, I actually didn't know that last one. I know. I was, like, so surprised. He had done all of this before becoming vice president and then obviously president. Jeez. And oddly enough, Roosevelt was, quote, a sickly child. Mm -hmm. Um, He had really debilitating asthma. But the way he overcame it was through spending a lot of time outdoors and becoming really physically active. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Exactly. It makes a lot of sense. Because he was sick as a kid so often, he was homeschooled. And um, he was a lifelong naturalist advocate, which mm-hmm. I think is just like today's environmentalist yeah, advocate. Yeah, conservationist. Yeah, that's kind of, he got involved in that before going to Harvard. Um, oh, and he went to Harvard. <laughs> and he went to Harvard. So he was described as exuberant, a cowboy, and as having a robust personality. Whoever said that definitely sounds like they had a crush on him. Even, yeah, they definitely <laughs> did. <laughs> even today, he's known for his love of nature and as one of the founders of the National Park System. He's basically yes. Ron Swanson before Ron Swanson. I know. He was so awesome. Right? He just yes. sounds like a really cool president. And I didn't I didn't put it in the story, but just like side note, he was also like became later in his career, I think after being president, a big advocate for women's suffrage and Aww. things like that. So You know his foreign diplomacy was like can summed up can be summed up in one phrase. What? Talk softly, but carry a big stick. Yeah, I, I remember hearing that in school. Yeah. So the big stick is like, like a oh, weapon? Yeah, basically like, we will mess your shit up if you mess with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that like goes along with the like rugged persona he exactly. had. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell us very quickly, this isn't the weird part, but okay. we all know this, but I'm going to recap the teddy bear story. Oh, Yes. So, on November 14th, 1902, Theodore Roosevelt was on a hunting trip in Mississippi with Mississippi Governor Andrew Longino. Another Andrew. Another Andrew. Obviously not as cool as I am. Or as accomplished. Right. (laughs) He didn't have a podcast. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have a 550 square foot apartment in West LA. (laughs) With his dog and bird. Yeah. And wife. And wife. Um, So, unlike the other hunters on this trip, however... Teddy wasn't catching any bears. Oh. I know, they were hunting bears. Um, the article I read actually said he had not located a bear, which I think means killed a bear. Mm. Super sad. Yeah. So Roosevelt's... Oh, this is actually really a random interesting aside. Roosevelt's assistants were led by Holt Collier. And Holt uh, Collier had been an enslaved person at birth. Mm-hmm. And he actually served as a former Confederate cavalryman. Oh, my God. He is one of the world's, like, most famous hunters. So, like, after oh. lots of... Such an interesting life. Lots of drama, you know, after the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted to... 
the courts wanted to hang him for having killed white men. Oh, my God. Um, that transgression. Oh, my God. That is, like, the most absurd thing. Yeah, but I think someone else high up actually was like, are you kidding me? He was just, like, a soldier. Like, everyone else, like, just treat him the same way you would have treated the other former Confederate cavalrymen. So, right. eventually, he... He is freed, and he just gets to kind of, like, live in the country. But he's known for being, like, the best bear hunter. And he... Because he killed his first bear at 10 years old. Oh, my God! <laughs> okay, we could do an episode just on this guy. He was such an interesting life. And so he was... He's from Mississippi, and he was on this hunting trip. And I guess Roosevelt's assistants were like, this is, like, oh, my gosh, what if the... What if the president doesn't, like, hunt, like, shoot a bear? Like, what are we going to do? Like, Holt, you go get one and, like, tie this bear up to a tree for him so the president can just, like, shoot the bear. I don't like that. Right? So, Roosevelt was was like, no, ew, that's so embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) He said, that's not fair. It's unsportsmanlike. Like, that's not fair to the animal. I'm not shooting this bear. Good on him. So, the news of this event spread super quickly. Um, It was in all the newspapers across the country, and they were highlighting the fact that the president, who was known as a big-game hunter, refused to shoot a bear under unfair circumstances. People were, like, obviously really charmed. Yeah. And thought this was really sweet. Um, Clifford Berryman was a political cartoonist at the time, and he read an article talking about this story, and he decided to lightheartedly satirize the president's refusal to shoot the bear. So in the picture, you can Google uh, Clifford Berryman teddy bear or whatever. Right. In the picture, it's a man, like, tying a little bear cub up to a tree, like a little baby bear, and the president just kind of walking away like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. So Berryman's cartoon appeared in the Washington Post, and that day that it did, a man named Morris Mitchtom... Um, from Brooklyn, he was a candy shop owner, and him and his wife Rose made stuffed animals, saw the cartoon, and they had the idea to make a teddy bear. Oh. They wrote to the president and asked for his permission to do so, and he was like, yeah, sure, that sounds cool. God, wow. Mm-hmm. This guy's like, I always forget how cool this, this president was. Like, yeah. He's easily one of my favorite ones. Exactly. I, I, the more like, I like hear about him, like mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, he might actually be my favorite. What about Abe Lincoln? Oh, he did free slaves. That's a toughie. <laughs> he was just, and Abraham Lincoln was more soft-spoken, I think, yeah. and thoughtful, but he, you know, no one's perfect. Yeah. Um, but they both seem like really dope guys. It's true. So the teddy bear was so popular nationwide, they eventually were able, this couple was eventually able to start their own toy company. Oh, that's awesome. I love um, this. So it really like springboarded their careers and everyone, everyone at the time wanted a teddy bear, <laughs> which are obviously how teddy bears got their name. That's what, yeah. what we use today. What we have, we have, I mean, a, teddy we have a teddy bear. Yeah. Yeah. His name's little Iverson, <laughs> <laughs> little Iverson, the teddy bear. So now we're going to switch gears a little bit. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you about a man called William Howard Taft. Oh, okay. So Taft was elected to president in 1908. He had been the chosen successor of Mm -hmm. Theodore Roosevelt, um, but was defeated for re-election by Woodrow Wilson in 1912. Yeah. After Roosevelt split the Republican vote by running as a third-party candidate. 
The Bull Moose Party. I knew, I literally wrote in my notes, like, Andrew's going to know more about this than I do. <laughs> the Bull Moose Party, yeah. yeah. So we can come, we can come back to it. You can tell me more about it. Um, I was reading it and it kind of sounded boring, so I skipped over it. Because <laughs> that's not the point of the story. Like, oh, Andrew will know the boring <laughs> stuff. Let's just get, he, he can speak to it. He can speak to the boring stuff. But it, from what I understood, Roosevelt and Taft were close they were homies like yeah. i said roosevelt was like i want taft to be the next president after me um but then roosevelt became more progressive is what i kept reading progressive mm-hmm. progressive and i was like in those old-timey times i'm not sure what that meant but one of the things was like the women's right to vote and stuff like that and uh, i think he actually would have wanted what it sounds like is bigger government and taft wanted smaller government but was more like socially conservative that's tough. I actually don't know. Uh, okay, cool. So, no one write that on your, like, high school exams. I just made that up. <laughs> That's what it sounded like in the research. But anyway, back to Taft. Okay, yeah. He was born in Cincinnati, Ohio in 1857. He attended Yale. So, the opposite of Harvard, oh, right, is Yale. Pretty much. <laughs> and like his father, he was actually a member of the Skull and Bone Society. Ooh, that would be an interesting episode to do. Yeah, that's infamous. So... He was, as we know, the 27th president of the U.S., the 10th chief of justice in the United States, and the only person to have ever held both of those offices. Oh, yeah. I forgot that he was a chief justice. I Googled it. The chief justice is the chief judge of the Supreme Court of the U.S., and it's the highest ranking officer in the U.S. federal judiciary system. It is, yeah. Just because I know, I knew that, you know, you wouldn't know what that was, so that's why I Googled it. Thank you. Thank you. Not for me. Of course. So, as mentioned, Taft had been seemingly handpicked by Roosevelt to be a successor, but their relationship became more complex as Roosevelt's political stances changed. Again, I thought you might know more here, so I was going to let you talk about that. I don't know. I, I mean, I just know from, like, his presidency, um, mm-hmm. Roosevelt was, you know, anti um, you know, mega corporations, right? Uh, the, they're called trusts back yeah. in the day. And mm-hmm. so he, he was called the trust buster. So he yeah. broke those up to make, you know, competition more fair, you know, more of a like capitalist society instead of, uh, you know, a corporatist society. Right. Yeah. I, I read a little bit about it and it got really confusing because it sounds like Roosevelt was pro regulating corporations, but mm-hmm. didn't think the government could play a hand in, in, like, getting rid of them. Right. Whereas, I think Wilson was like, no, the government can get rid of them. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then I don't know what Taft was thinking. Yeah, it's just... That stuff's honestly... It's, <laughs> even for me, it sounds a little dry. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, babe. You're pretty boring. So I, I thought you'd know Thank this. Thank you. Well, when Taft was elected president... He really resented being in Roosevelt's shadow because, like everything I just said, Roosevelt was loved. He was the teddy bear. Like, yeah. He was the nature guy. He's the cowboy. He's super cool. Um, so he was really still battling in the election for public opinion. And his greatest nemesis in this battle. Yes, who? Was the teddy bear. <laughs> so, let me introduce you. Oh. To. What Taft supporters and, like, his PR people, I guess, tried to replace the now uber-famous teddy bear with its rival, 
a better, cooler stuffed animal for the little kids of America to hold in their beds at night while they went to sleep. Uh Uh-huh. And that animal was Uh, Billy Possum. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was on the edge of my seat. Roosevelt's teddy bear story is iconic and heartwarming, right? Right. That's why people fell in love with the teddy bear. Andrew, why do you think they chose a possum to be Taft's mascot? (laughs) You know what? Um, Possums play dead. Mm -hmm. So does that have anything to do with it? It's literally the only... I don't even think that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. But it's the only thing that comes to my mind. So your guess is that possums play dead. And then can be caressed. And then can be caressed as they play dead. That... That's pretty much it. That's... Almost better than why. (laughs) They made Billy Possum Taft's mascot because Taft loved to eat possum. Oh, my God. Oh, come on, man. (laughs) Jeez. The idea for Billy Possum actually specifically came up during the 1909 banquet in Atlanta. So it's a banquet held for the president-elect. And Taft specifically requested possum and taters. Oh, which God. is roasted possum on top of sweet potatoes. So less than 20 so people were like, "Wow, like the president asked for possum and taters and less than 24 hours after this dinner where he eats possum with everyone, a new company came up called the Georgia Billy Possum Company. They probably saw, I don't know who formed this company. I don't know if it was like on Taft's behalf. I really couldn't find information on it. But I'm guessing that they saw what a huge hit the teddy bear was and they wanted to capitalize on that mm-hmm. to like, you know, rouse the troops around Taft and probably make some money off of it. Um, because by 1907, Americans had already bought nearly one million teddy bears. Oh my God, that's a lot of money. For 1907? Yeah. Especially, right? So, Billy Possum and the teddy bear, right? Pretty cute, equal competitors. Because the president loves to eat possum. It gets even cuter because they actually made these possum stuffed animals for children out of real possums. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. They were so certain that this would be the next big hit that they took an ad out in the paper that shouted, Move over, teddy bear. For example, also in the LA Times, which I'm very disappointed in the LA Times, they declared the teddy bear has been relegated to a seat in the rear, and for four years, possibly eight, the children of the United States will play with Billy Possums. (laughs) Oh boy, you are so wrong. What do you think, babe? Would you rather snuggle up at night when you're five years old and you're kind of having a nightmare with your teddy bear or with your Billy Possum? I don't know about you. The possums, like, you know, maybe roast a little bit. It might smell Ew. delicious. <laughs> That's what the president would have said. I know. Taft agrees. What a psychopath. <laughs> God. I think it's, it used to be at least kind of normal to eat possums, but that's, I think even for then, it still would have been a little weird. Yeah, it's pretty freaking weird. It's not like beef or pork or something, right? Like, oh, my favorite food's pork. Like, do Billy Pigs. I don't know. <laughs> the Pig. That would have been, I think, cuter than a possum. That That's pretty bad. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie. So, yeah, they jumped on the possum bandwagon so much so that um, Taft supporters actually began to mail him 
live possums to the White House. Oh, mother of Mary. So he could enjoy them for dinner. Oh, poor possums. One, they didn't realize, like, the, the U.S., like, mail system didn't know that there was a freaking possum in the box and when it got to like so they deliver the box to the white house and the possum like ate its way out of the box and then ate all the mail that was sent to the president (laughs) (laughs) when this happened oh my god that's so amazing Mm -hmm. good for them yes yes i'm good for for the the possum possum. i'm totally rooting i'm team possum i'm team possum too how rude i know pick you up off the side of the road so the president can eat you (laughs) yeah like no screw you screw you i'm gonna eat his mail yeah take go possum go go (laughs) possum possum, go (laughs) so back to the teddy bear oh yes right in 1907 a composer named john bratton he wrote a song called the teddy bear two-step Oh. So cute, right? And it was later known as the Teddy Bear's Picnic. <laughs> adorable. Let me so read adorable. you a little excerpt of it. Oh, please do. Picnic time for teddy bears. The little teddy bears are having a lovely time today. Watch them catch them unawares and see them picnic on their holiday. Babe, I love hearing you read like 100-year-old <laughs> like silly poems out loud. That's why we're married. That is why we're married. So, of course, Billy Possum supporters were not to be left <laughs> in the dust. Yeah, how can you? I, I like. I I don't know how anyone back then could say that with a straight face. And then, so they came up with their own song called "Possum: The Latest Craze." Oh May God. I read this to you? Oh, please do. Old teddy bears are gone now since Bill Possum's come to town. Ain't it, taint it, no use to make excuse or raise a fuss and frown. Just get in touch with the president, eat possum when you dine, then ask a job of the government, and you'll certainly be in line. I want to <laughs> blow my brains out. <laughs> How did they think that would compete that with the cute little bears on their picnic? terrible. <sighs> that is, I, I don't know anyone that could like listen to that with a straight face. Ask a job of the government and you'll certain be in line is also just a bold face lie. Yeah, it's lol. I much I believe in the scene of a family of bears on holiday eating a picnic before I believe that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so <laughs> Taft supporters did everything possible, obviously, to make Billy Possum catch on. There were poems. I just read you that lovely song. Oh, yes. There were cool, flashy media stories. And even possums on a stick that people could buy uh, to wave around like flags. Wait, wait, like actual possums. So I wrote, I was like, like food? Like stuffed possums? Like what a, is this? Like a shish kebab? Like a shish kebab? A possum <laughs> shish kebab? I don't know oh, if it was like man. a stuffed real possum... Yeah, like shish kebabbed, or if it was like... You just put it up its butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's so to, gross. It's said to wave around like flags. So <laughs> They tried really hard to make Billy Possum happen. The, yeah, it's like fetch. It just wasn't going to yes, happen. Yes, that's exactly it. Um, I don't. So I don't know. But before Taft's first year in office was over, Billy Possum was officially a flop. No one was buying these possums. Yeah. I wonder why. I wonder why people weren't buying stuffed possums for their kids. I have no idea. 
I don't know. Oh, strange. So, as mentioned, the the rivalry between Taft and Roosevelt, the teddy bear and the possum, split up the Republican Party. And in uh, the 1912 election, uh, Governor Woodrow Wilson of New Jersey ended up unseating Taft um, and defeating Teddy Roosevelt, who ran as the Bull Moose nominee that you the mentioned Bull before. Moose, yes. I don't know what that party's about, but they've got a pretty cute name. Yeah. Well, I think they, it was literally just that one election, and then they, Teddy Roosevelt died shortly after this, and then, like, you know, it went defunct. Oh, well, thank you for adding cheeriness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the episode. Well, then he died and everything ended. Yeah, I was like, wah, wah. <laughs> but, you know, in thinking of Billy Possum and Teddy Roosevelt, and mm-hmm. why, why did this possum not catch on? Journalist John Mulem sees a lesson in this Billy Possum downfall. Oh, okay. The teddy bear simply made for a better story. He writes, the bear was a helpless target roped to a tree. The president of the United States decided to show it some mercy. Taft, on the other hand, ate his possum for supper. (laughs) And that, my friends, my wonderful weirdos, is the untold story of Billy Possum. Wow, well, thank you for that. That was definitely um, something. That was very interesting. <laughs> that was the, that has to be one of the weirder things I think that we've like talked about so far. I got I relied for my sources. I relied heavily on um, this article written by a Genevieve Carlton called "Jealous of the Teddy Bear." President Taft tried to make Billy Possum happen. So thank you, Genevieve. Uh, Wikipedia, of course, of course, and then a Cliff Notes article. I remember Cliff Notes? I, I loved Cliff Notes. Yeah, that, that's how I finished high school was Cliff Notes. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was going to say, I don't know there's so many readings because of Cliff Notes. Yeah, there was a, a reading called Progressivism, Roosevelt and Taft. And then the I got the official teddy bear story from the website of the National Park Service. So thank you to all of those sources for for inspiring us. Basically Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. That's exactly who I think of when I think of Teddy Roosevelt. I think of Ron Swanson in, like, early 1900s clothing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Wow. So we started <laughs> off this with, like, the story with an assassination of a president and then ended with, like, a flop of, like... Billy Possum. Of, of a crappy, like, kid's toy. Yes. <laughs> what, that, this, is, this is amazing. Do you see why I said if this were a ride, it would be the Davy Crockett ride, which I'm not yes. sure exists? Yeah. Uh, you know, Actually, are you gonna look that up? Please I'm Googling look that up. it right now. Yeah, I really want to know. Does this exist? Davy Crockett ride, Disneyland. Hold on, I Listeners? can't type. She's oh. typing. Oh, oh, I think so. <laughs> Beaver Brothers Explorer Canoes. Oh my God. Davy Crockett Explorer Canoes is a free-floating canoe experience at several Disney theme parks. The oldest of the rides is located at the Disneyland Park in Anaheim, California. Which is the OG one, of I course. I knew it. That is. Wow. Okay, you were right. Something in my soul, something in the recesses of my mind was like, it's there's like, a Davy Crockett. I oh, it's the canoe. It's literally the canoes. Oh my God. I don't think I've ever been on this one. I've never been on it. So. I've seen it though. Mm-hmm. We went on the riverboat last time we went with my yes. brother and sister. Yes, that was cool. Highly recommend the riverboat and Disneyland in general once all this madness is over. 
I know. We definitely all deserve a day at Disneyland. I had this, like, one thought where I was like, babe, let's go to Disneyland next weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Let's see what happens. Let's just see what happens, you know? Let's bring our little Billy Possums with us. Yeah, because screw the teddy bear. <laughs> screw the teddy bear. We'll hold on to them tight on the rides. I know. Uh, well, thank you so much for telling us the story about Billy the Possum. No, no. Billy Possum. Oh, Billy Possum. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's oh, a, just Billy Possum. Yeah, you can stuff him or you can shish kebab him. <laughs> it's your choice. It's your choice. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening to episode 14. Episode 14. Of History for Weirdos. We absolutely love recording these. Um, <laughs> and they're just getting sillier and sillier. So thank you for being here. Yes, thank you. And if you really like the story as well, please hit that subscribe button. Yes, you can please. get the episodes as soon as they come out. Mm-hmm. Also, throw us like a five star review, you know? like if, Do it if for Billy feel, Possum. Yeah, do it for Billy Possum. Do it for the teddy bear. Yeah. Do it for one of those, you know? Do it for Teddy Roosevelt. Do it for America. Do it for the national parks. For Davy Crockett. <laughs> yeah. For, I don't know. Who, whoever's going to motivate you to actually write that review. Yeah, exactly. Also, you can always um, see like the newest with us on Instagram. Yes. At History for Weirdos. Mm-hmm. Also, still trying to figure out that TikTok life. At History underscore for underscore weirdos. And Twitter at History for Weirdos exactly. as well. And please, like, if you have a cool story you want us to share, we're, we're like, compiling some stories that we've been recommended. We want to start doing little um, p- new content. I'll just leave it at that. So yes. Some fun new content with your weird history stories. So you can totally email us at historyforweirdos at gmail.com. And that's four as in F-O-R, not the number four. Yeah, for everything, it's F-O-R. It's never the numeral four. Mm-hmm. And thanks so much, weirdos. Okay, weirdos. Adios. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.